This is Power Athlete Radio. With your host, Denny K, Professor Booty, and the Luke Summers. And now, toes forward, hips locked, shoulders set, and retract those scapulas. It's time for some knowledge bombs. Nation, get ready. We got a good show for you today. We got Luke from CrossFit Football out in Boston. Luke, what's happening? What's going on? Steve down in CrossFit Gwinnett. Steve, how you doing? Doing good, man. I'm here with uh, Caleb Williams, national champion. What's up, guys? What's happening, Caleb? Apparently the world's strongest man. Huge squat. I mean, I've seen at the Power Athlete uh, Team Series, 525. You look like you had more in the tank, dude. Yeah, I uh, I hadn't back squatted more than about two or three times leading up to that. So I uh, wasn't real sure where we were at. So just did enough we needed to do to win. Hell yeah. <laughs> what do we got in the background there, Steve? A jackhammer? Yeah. So uh, we're having showers installed at the gym today. So um, as soon as we logged on, they started hammering away here. <laughs> they waited till we started. That was nice of them. <laughs> All right, Luke. So... Any updates coming out of HQ? Uh, yeah, dude. We um, Ben and Ben and John are on a plane right now, heading to the UK. There's a huge cert. Whenever we go to the UK or whenever we go to Europe or basically any international cert, dude, we get like huge, huge numbers. Uh, I don't know if it's just because of the fact that you know we don't travel internationally as much, but so they're going to the UK. Uh, Callie's going to hit the streets. We got Linwood Team Series coming up next week. And uh, she's out in Seattle a week early just to kind of scout things out. I think she had a wedding to go to as well. But uh, these team series are going to be awesome. I was talking to Freddie Camacho on the way uh, from the airport. I'm, at, I'm in Boston. I'm at a buddy's wedding and scouting some gyms out here for a cert as well. But I was talking to Freddie. Dude, he's got like he's got like six or seven food and equipment vendors that are going to be at the NorCal Regionals. Or, I'm sorry, the NorCal Team Series. And it's like the size of regionals. Uh, Ingo's going to be there DJing. These things are blowing up. And, I, like, it's one of those – we don't know what to do with it now. It's getting it's getting pretty big, you know? So it's like, how are we going to do 2014? But the good thing is that's Cali's job. I don't have to worry about it. But, uh, yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff going on, man. So so real quick, you know, here's a good, uh, here's a good example. You're out on the road. Um what kind of what kind of workouts are you able to do? Oh man, I so this goes back to a couple of the. I mean, we've gotten questions about this. Hey, I travel uh, five days out of the week. What do I do for for training? I'm actually with a, one of my best friends. He's a uh, he's on the road five days a week, and I, we were just gotten a debate last night um, about training. Dude, all you need is 15 minutes in a hotel weight room or whatever you want to call it. You put the treadmill on max incline, on max speed, and do Tabata treadmill, uh, Tabata sprints. And uh, I was doing lat pulldown and push-ups. Lat pulldown is the worst. It's it's worse than kipping pull-ups, dude. Uh, so you lat pulldown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a wedding this weekend, so I got to get my pump on. You know how it is. <laughs> nice, nice. So Steve that sounds horrible. Uh, deadlift for dollars, man. 
Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, actually, I'll let Caleb started it. So let me let me have Caleb tell you a little bit about the history of it, and then uh, we'll give a little plug for it. It's happening here September twenty eighth. Yeah. So uh, Deadlift for Dollars. This is uh, this will be our third year doing it. Uh, we started it um, two years ago. We just did it in our gym, and uh, you know we were just looking to kind of do some community outreach stuff. And uh, there was a friend of ours in the CrossFit community. Uh, her mother had died from cancer. The um, the year prior to that. And they started a charity called Paint Georgia Pink um, in her name. And essentially what they do is they kind of they fill a need that a lot of the major charities don't. Um, so they, they go out and they actually give money to people who can't afford to pay for their medical bills. They can't afford to pay for their rent because they might not be able to work while they're undergoing treatments and stuff like this while they have breast cancer. Um, so they actually give the money directly to people to help them live and help them pay for, for medical costs and help them you know have food on the table and stuff like that, uh, which we thought was really cool. Phil kind of an unmet need um so we we wanted to just, just kind of figure out a way where we could combine what we did with a way to raise money for them so we put together deadlift for dollars and uh you know our first year was you know, we had a, we had a blast it was just our gym our members um we raised i think around eight thousand dollars um that first year we just put put on a deadlift meet we, we ran it like a powerlifting meet you know highlighted everybody was up on a platform we had some music had an announcer all that stuff and uh, everybody got all jacked up some people heard about it the next year. Um, so last year we had a couple other gyms in the area that joined us. Um, our event was bigger. Uh, we had, I think, two or three other gyms around the area that did it with us. And all together we raised a little bit over 20000 last year. Um, and then we have our third annual one coming up here um, on September 28th. So we'll, be getting, we'll be hitting it next month. And uh, there's, there's even more interest this year. We've had about eight or so. Uh, gyms in the area contact us. Um, some other friends around the country are interested in doing it too. Um, so it's uh, we're excited about it this year and, and just kind of see where it grows from here. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. So think about it. We, uh, so we do this. We throw this podcast out. We throw programming out. Uh, we put these guys. We're putting all this stuff out. But uh, you're breaking a little bit, Luke. Stuff like this, we, it's like people helping people, man. You just gotta gotta participate. It's like Wade's wings. We're gonna have Wade's wing, wings, 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 and like, all this stuff. Yeah, and you know we uh, we we keep it low key. You know, it's uh, it's just about having fun. Everybody kind of just you know, and every every gym that hosts it, they put their own spin on it. You know, we host it like a powerlifting competition where you know we have first attempt, second attempt, third attempt. You know, we know people come in and they just have they make it part of their class during during that day, make everybody participate. You know, everybody just kind of puts their own touch on it. Uh, you know, Paint Georgia Pink gives us all kind of stuff. We got their banners hanging up all over and flags and stuff like that. It's just uh, yeah, it's just about helping each other out, and uh, you know, it's it's really cool to see, you know, who kind of comes out of the woodwork and just participates and, and donates money towards a, a great cause and stuff like that. And you know, everybody really comes together and uh, and bonds over this too. It's really cool. And there's cupcakes. Yeah, cupcakes too. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure you know the two people who listen to this, Ingo and Dave the Bull, they'll probably do it. Yeah, Dave, Dave the Bull already told me that uh, he'll donate. I think it was Dave said he'd donate fifty. If I pulled six hundred, he'd donate a hundred. So motivation to pull six, <laughs> dude. Yeah, he kind of he kind of seems to be coming after you, Steve. What is does he <laughs> want to do like a squat competition with you as well? I guess whatever. He cannot squat me, so whatever. Nice. Luke, you know what? For you broke up when you were talking about uh, Wade's army. 
So we really didn't get a chance to, it's not like you had an update with that. Oh no, I just, uh, I talked to one of our coaches and we're, yeah, we're going to do Wade's Wings again. Um, Wade's Wings, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but and, and basically Wade's Army is, is what, what makes Wade's Wings happen. And we had, dude, we had like an amazing turnout last year and, uh, Basically, you know, John shot me an email. John's pretty succinct when he needs things done. You know, so if you're the type of guy uh, who needs instructions, you probably shouldn't work for Wellborn. Uh, he he shoots out an email. He's like, "Hey, we got a triple Wade's wings from last year." And that was it. And I'm like, "All right, let's do it." You know, we're we're gonna figure out how to make it bigger, better. Uh, obviously, we're gonna have a Wade's Army shirt again, upgrade. And uh, I don't know when that's gonna be popping out. Probably in the next couple weeks, but. Uh, you know, we, we say it all the time, we joke around, but people helping people, man, that's what's beautiful about this CrossFit thing and the, the community that it builds is like just what you guys are doing in, in Georgia, Caleb and Steve, like that thing could be global just by a blog post, just by a podcast. And uh, and we've done a lot of great things to help a lot of people out. And, uh, but yeah, Wade's Wings is right around the corner. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, Caleb, we wanted to ask you some questions since we had you on the show. Sure. Um, you know, uh, I assume that you are coaching down there as well, right? At yeah. Gwinnett. So, so how how did you prepare for the Nationals and, you know, fulfill your duties as a coach down there as well? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so, the uh, I'm, I'm at the gym all day because uh, coaching throughout the day. Um, one thing that helps out is having a great coaching staff. So we have uh, we have Steve and we have uh, two other coaches here, and that uh, they uh, they help share the duties of coaching, uh, which definitely helps a lot. Um, and uh, we, we we what we do here is kind of twofold. So we have CrossFit Gwinnett, um, then we have uh, another another thing we run under the same uh, same roof, Peak Performance Weightlifting, where we train uh, mostly youth and high school athletes. Um, so and I spend a lot of time training those uh, those kids and those athletes. Um, and now that they're back in school, you know, they're most of them are coming in the in the afternoon, and the evening, which gives me most of the day, um, you know, to take care of stuff at the gym, to coach, and then to also train. Um, so that that definitely uh, definitely makes a big difference. Get opening up a little bit of time uh, throughout the day to be able to prepare. So, <laughs> um, so how many hours? How many hours a week do you think you had to put in yourself just to prepare yourself for um, the Open or the Nationals? Um, for, uh, for a week, I train. Uh, I train every day, but Sunday probably spend about average about three hours a day. Uh, so I guess we come out about eighteen a week. Anything? Any kind of conditioning? As yeah. far as you know, I mean, like, were you doing CrossFit wads or? Just we talked a little bit about this on the last show, um, so I'd be interested in hearing your uh, your opinion on that. Yeah, so um, yeah, this my preparation this year has been different than it has in the past. Um, so last year um, we had the nationals was uh, was at the Arnold Classic, so it was in March. And after that, yeah, I wasn't real sure, you know, what I was going to do. We uh, we uh, brought the CrossFit CrossFit Gwinnett up here uh, to our facility, and kind of expanded it, you know. And I yeah, I wanted to just have a better understanding of what CrossFit is overall, and be able, you know, be able to coach it better. Um, so I started doing CrossFit, um, and a lot of conditioning, a lot of different wads, um, you know, doing more than two squats and two cleans, yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, you know, and uh, when doing that. 
I wasn't real sure what I was going to be doing with weightlifting over the next couple years. Um, so, you know, going into starting the CrossFit, I went in there, you know, being okay and ex- fully expecting to take, you know, a 10, 15% drop on my, on my Olympic lifts and, and even on my squats and stuff like that. Um, you know, but, uh, as, as I started training, I really found it to be kind of the opposite. You know, it, uh, it strengthened some some certain things that I have been neglecting over the last couple of years with only focusing on a couple of lifts. Um, yeah, I've gotten better shape, increased my conditioning. Um, yeah, started recovering faster, and uh, yeah, and mentally too. You know, going through and uh, you know doing a bunch of different stuff. You go go up, and you only have to snatch a clean and jerk once. You know, you don't think about it as much. Um, so it, it helped on multiple fronts, and. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect that to happen at all. You know, and we'd even be at local competitions or doing stuff in here where you got a 10 minute cap and I'd still be hitting, you know, weights that I was hitting, you know, sitting there for 30 minutes doing it or whatever, you know. And uh, so I, w- I was really surprised with with the effect that it had on my training um, and even with the conditioning. So, yeah, I decided to go to nationals again this year. And, uh, yeah, I had kept conditioning in all the way up. Um, I changed our, our uh weightlifting um ran a specific weightlifting cycle for nationals but still added conditioning and on top of that um up until the last two weeks or so uh where i started to change that made it a little bit shorter um and also i tried to take out anything that had any kind of push-up or pull-up in it because i had to atrophy my upper body a little bit to make weight (laughs) so um (laughs) but uh but no it, it, it definitely made a difference and uh yeah, I was. Um, I've really been surprised, and it's kind of the opposite of what most people think happens. Um, you know, and just traditional beliefs on what you know how weightlifters train and how crossfitters train and all that. But you know, for me, it, it really ended up being where blending the two um, really made a difference, and I think I'm a better athlete now because of that. For sure, Luke. Does that uh, does that surprise you at all, or is that exactly what you expected to hear? Well, not at all. And and Caleb, how much you think? <laughs> I'm sorry, Luke. Wait, broke up a little bit on that one. I'm sorry. Hey, uh, how much do you weigh? Uh, right now, probably like 72 kilos. Um, so, okay. um, sorry about that jackhammer. Let that clear off. Um, so right now about 72 kilos. So you know maybe 158 or so in pounds, American talk. So I compete at 69 kilos, which is 152. So 69 kilos. Do you guys remember the honey badger when we had the honey badger thing on CrossFitFootball.com? Honey badger. Honey badger? I don't know what the honey badger is. Well, all, the guys, all the guys that weighed like 150 pounds or 140 pounds would call themselves the honey badgers. I remember that. Oh, remember? Was that like a couple years ago? Yeah, dude. Do you remember what they were lifting? Because they – dude, Caleb's I've, – I've watched a couple of his videos from uh, the team series, and I'll post those on uh, the show notes. Dude, you're a strong dude. And uh, it's just – you know, it, it's all about what are you training for. That's our tagline, man. And uh, Caleb is a perfect example. Of, he knows exactly how to curtail his conditioning and his training to – I mean, what's his goal? He has two lifts he's got to accomplish. And they've got to be as heavy as possible, you know. And uh, so when we get a, you know, hey, what should my conditioning look like? It's like you're gonna have to see what works for you. And uh, I wish it was a one like blue pill, like, take take the pill. <laughs> and uh, you know exactly is uh, it, it makes sense, yeah. Cool, cool. All right, Caleb. Well, I got a. Uh... 
I got a weightlifting competition, the Mid-American Open in October here in Illinois. And it'll be my first one. I know Steve from, uh, he's in November, Steve. Is that when you're going to do your competition? Are you there? Did we lose Playtech? Should we try to go outside? I think November is looking at competing next. Yeah. I think we're going to try and go out front, okay? All right. Can you bring some chairs out? Oh, yeah. All right. Is that a little bit better? Yeah. All right. Oh, sure yeah, that's a little bit better. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Denny, you're you're doing a weightlifting comp in uh, in November. It's in October. It's like middle of October. Okay. And uh, you know, there's some there's some chatter going on the CrossFit blog about Steve's suicide for squats program. Um, I think I think Ingo tagged that one, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's Outlaws got like the whole, uh, they just did the small up and the hatch cycle. So, I mean, any kind of particular squat cycle you like to do in preparing for, we got the worlds coming up. Um, I, I just, you know, you're one hell of a squatter. I mean, I've seen that video of you squatting like 700, you know, a few years ago. and. Uh, what I'm just curious to know, you know, what kind of cycle do you like to do as far as going into a competition like that? Yeah, so um, what I do now with uh, going into weightlifting competitions is uh, I actually I actually don't hardly back squat at all. I do uh, primarily front squats. Um, so I, I used to back squat in my training leading up to competitions, but uh, I've, I've kind of eliminated that. When I back squat a lot with every, with uh, all the other stuff, it just bothers my hip a little bit, and it doesn't really help me perform any better. So I cut it out, and uh, I just front squat a lot and front squat heavy. Um, I typically front squat about four times a week. Um, yeah, different, different rep schemes leading up, but when I'm, uh, when I'm training for a competition, um, it's, it's a lot of volume but a lot of intensity with that too. So it's uh, – Typically not doing anything over three reps, but I'm doing a lot of a lot of volume with that one to three rep range and those heavy weights too. Nice. nice. That was uh, I was curious to know like the numbers, you know, sets of six, sets of five, four, that kind of a thing. You know, you're staying like right between the one and the threes and yeah. um, four times a week, huh? Just getting yeah. that bar right in the front rack position and squatting the hell out of it. Yep. Yeah, we're talking like over 200 kilos. <laughs> Dude. And so, like, Steve, is that – you think you're going to kind of follow that routine a little bit or what, going into your competition? Uh, no, I don't follow a routine. I just do whatever I want, Denny. You just do whatever you want, man. That's Professor Booty right there. Yeah, yeah. If I do, if I do the American Masters uh, weightlifting, then I'll start front squatting a lot more. But I, I mean, I front squat three times a week, back squat three times a week, and overhead squat one, two times a week. So I don't know. How many, is that eight days, seven days, whatever? Steve squats eight days a week. I squat eight days a week. That's awesome. So, <laughs> so, but uh, along with that, you know, you got the Bulgarian kind of training and all that stuff, you know, where they do that. And I've done things like that. You know, and, and really, this, your squat can get strong and you can recover from it fairly quickly. You just have to may force your body to adapt to whatever workload you put on it. You know, I've, I've front squatted, you know, 13 different workouts in a week before 
And that was that's when my front squat was the strongest it's ever been. But that, that's what my body adapted to. Yeah, you know, it didn't necessarily make my snatch or clean and jerk go up, so I didn't keep doing that. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's your body with the, especially with the squat, your body will adapt to whatever whatever stresses you put on it, and then it'll get stronger. If you squat a lot and squat heavy, your squat's gonna go up. There's yeah. no shortcuts. It's like we talk about every week, right? I mean, it, your your body will adapt to any kind of stressor you put on it. Um, you just have to put your body through that stress and fight through not being uh, a pansy, right? What about uh, like diet and rest? Um, For, or rest? Caleb, yeah, I mean, he, we don't rest at this. Time. I, I rest when I sleep at night, um, as much <laughs> of that as I get. And then uh, diet, I uh, I eat a lot. Try to. Um, I, I try to eat pretty clean. I don't eat, uh, you know, as clean as uh, a lot of people do. But um, I, eat, I eat a lot of meat, and uh, I, I eat a lot of rice. Pasta, a lot of other stuff too. <laughs> he hey, that's not paleo, man. Okay. He says not paleo. No, I'm uh, I don't, I don't go paleo. Why? Why not? Just curious. I, I, I don't perform well. I, I, I get lean on paleo and uh, and look good, but that doesn't matter for anything, um, except uh, except looking good. So I care about how I perform, and I perform better and recover recover faster with extra carbs, um, you know, more than paleo has and all that. So uh, so that's what works best for me. It's not what works best for everybody, but. Uh, I find that's how I perform the best. But that because you tried it and tested it. Yes, exactly, exactly. I've definitely tried it. Uh, I'm a, I'm paleo uh, when I eat meat, but then I follow that up with stuff that's not paleo, <laughs> like Skittles and pasta. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. So, all right. Hey, do you guys have any more questions for Caleb? Because I think yeah, he's got. Okay. Chris is good. Okay. Nah, I'm I'm good, guys. We keep rolling. Cool. Well. Uh, Luke, in-season versus off-season. I'll do this other stuff. So. Okay. CrossFit football programming, it's in there. Uh, the questions are starting to pop up, you know, uh, regarding, you know, the change and in the intensity. Um, what uh, One of the submissions to Power Athlete Headquarter uh, from Sam Kennedy, he says, hey, guys, I'm just wondering if you could go through the in-season programming. Mainly the aim of the strength wad during season. Is it simply just little less intensity? Uh, yeah, so intensity is such a bastardized term. So when we talk about intensity, we talk about performing at, let's say, um, a maximal percentage of your, your 1RM. So we like to, and even though we don't like percentages, once you're once you're a, an established athlete and a, uh, an advanced lifter, uh, we like to say intensity is about ninety percent or more, maybe eighty-five. Uh, again, depending on how you lift and how you react to volume. So what in season is all about is really reducing volume, because as an athlete, as a field sport athlete or a competitive athlete, you're practicing, you're training on field. It's t- like, like there's volume that you're accumulating in your sport. So what we do with the in-season strength wad or the SWAD is, first off, we account for amateur, collegiate, and professional game day, right? So a high school football player, amateur football players can be playing Friday Friday night. So we we shift the strength wad and the strength wad conditioning, or I'm sorry, uh, lifting to to correlate with that, right? So we we shift it back three days. For a collegiate athlete, their typical game day is Saturday. So we ship the collegiate strength wad to, to correlate with that and professional Sunday, which is uh, 
you know, for those who follow the site, the the off season strength wad is for a uh, proverbial game day on Sunday. So that's how the training cycle goes. So we shift the the strength wad in that direction, uh, and we reduce volume. And that it's that simple. So we uh, we we tested it out a couple years ago, or I should say, John, because this was before my time. And uh, and it worked, and people people were able to reduce detraining because that's one thing. As you as you train in the off season, you train and you get better. And then when you get in your competitive arena and you start playing at game speed and game intensity with uh, with game volume, you're actually going to be detraining. You will be getting worse. You will not be able to recover from that amount of volume and that amount of intensity because uh, just the nature of sport and the nature of competition. So you will get worse throughout the season. As a training protocol, uh, any sort of in-season template should be designed to minimize detraining and adding any sort of volume on top of what you're already accumulating in practice and it, on game days is only going to, to make you worse. So that's, that's the whole objective of this in-season training. Now, let's say there's an athlete who's not playing a field sport. Since we've reduced the volume, and we're tempering intensity, uh, it will, the in-season template will not provide an optimal training effect. Meaning, if you don't play sports, don't do in-season. Period. Unless you, cannot resp- unless you do not respond well to volume at all. But uh, you're not going to see optimal training results from, from following an in-season template on CrossFitFootball.com if you're not playing a sport. Hey guys, um, Caleb does a similar thing here in season, off season, but he doesn't do it for football players. He does it more for uh, lacrosse and wrestler players, wrestler players, uh, wrestlers. <laughs> so I wonder, um, he probably has something to say about that as well. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you guys were just saying. Um, yeah, we work with a lot of youth and high school athletes. Yeah, you know, we, we've worked with. Uh, with with uh, you know college and pro guys too, but uh, majority of what we do is with with the younger kids. But uh, you know they still have those same in season demands, you know, and uh, you know especially in high school, a lot of a lot of the coaches and a lot of the programs, you know, they train all the way up to the season, but then they, as soon as the season starts, they're like all right, we can't lift weights, we can't do anything else anymore, you know. And as as soon as the season starts, they start getting detrained, and then they start getting into the playoffs and state championships, you know, whether you're in football or you know it doesn't matter what sport you're playing, um, but uh, you know when it matters the most, they're at their weakest, and that's when they're you know, everybody starts getting hurt. They're the weakest they have been all year, and it's when they actually need to be at their best. So exactly what you're saying, you know, to, to reduce that detraining, you know, what we do is, uh, you know, obviously they're getting most of their conditioning in at practice. Yeah, you know, they're running sprints and we do all that stuff, so it doesn't make sense to come into the gym and do some more sprints. You know, exactly like you said, you're not going to recover from recover from that volume and still be able to perform well when it matters. Um, but you know, you got to keep that strength training up. You got to make sure you're you're uh, you're maintaining your strength as much as you can as the season goes on, as the more demands are placed on your body. Uh, we spend a lot of time on injury prevention. Make sure you're staying healthy uh, throughout the year. Mobility, soft tissue work, all that, and uh, you know, just maintain the strength as uh, as best we can as the season goes on, and make sure they're uh, they're ready for whatever sport uh, they're playing, whatever demands they're uh, they're placed on their body, which is different for every sport, whether it be wrestling, football, you know, lacrosse, baseball. You know, those guys all have different physical demands during the season so you got to take that into account too but uh, obviously we're talking about football now but um but yeah definitely got to got to keep that detraining to a minimum and it's like we talk about a lot on here um strength is key right i think in that last uh, last little bit there i think caleb said maintain strength like 12 times right that's like we're always talking about the strength wad is always the the primary thing that we want to be working on they're getting conditioning on the field right Oh yeah, for sure. Like, and we say like the only way to, 
again, I'm biased towards football because I played. Uh, it's the most entertaining sport in the world. And uh, <laughs> it's football season right around the corner. Uh, the only way we're going to get you in football shape is to play football. You know, right. to build your foundation or your platform of, of athleticism. That's that's what you do in the weight room. Uh, so just just to piggyback exactly on what everybody's saying. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, um, let's talk about the Dabata challenge. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, the guy on the blog, Dave. Um, I don't know how this came up, dude, but somehow I recommended a 200 kilo deadlift Tabata challenge. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be fun, right? So you it get sounds eight, cool seven, as hell. Eight reps? No, you get more than eight reps in <laughs> four minutes, right? What is 200 kilos? 440? 440. 440. 12 reps at least, right? What What would be the man card for 200 kilo deadlift Tabata? 70. <laughs> 70. 70 reps? Okay. Well, then, then I'll be a little girl then. Luke, you guys are doing all kinds of experiments out there in Balboa. I mean, at one point, did that ever kind of happen? A, a 200 kilo deadlift Tabata or maybe a like a 145 kilo back squat Tabata? Um, Caleb would crush the 200, the 200 kilo, kilo back squat. What's that? Uh, Caleb would crush the 145 kilo back squat test. That would get hard, though. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, and by Hardy means a, by Hardy means a hundred reps. Yeah, like uh, as long as it's triple digits, Caleb, I'm not gonna you know shake a stick. At you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but Denny, to answer your question, man, uh, not since I've been there have we tried a 200 kilo Tabata deadlift. But I'll tell you what, I think we need some lab rats, and I think you guys are the are the ones. Uh, I think we need Steve some videos. For that. I need we need videos of uh, Playtech. And uh, and Dave the Bull doing some 200 kilo. Well, Dave said he's not a puller, right? He's more of a squatter. Right. So just to even the field, then Dave should try that, and then Steve would do the the 145 kilo. Maybe 145 is too low. Yeah. 160. 160. <laughs> just so uh, Dave can, you know have a weakness and then a strength and then Steve could have a weakness and a strength. Although your, your squat's not that weak. Competition. <laughs> What's that Steve? Okay. How did I get, I guess I like, I put myself out there for this, but when I'm uh, when I'm feeling better, I'm not feeling good today, but next week sometime I'll do the 200 kilo deadlift Tabata challenge and videotape it. Yeah, that sounds good. And then take a, take a month off. No, take a month <laughs> off. It's just 440, right? The 160 squat test, that'd be hard, I think. But double Tabata, deadlift, and then squat. That would be horrible. Wow. Then I would take a year off. (laughs) That would be awesome, though. That would be really awesome. And then throw in a freaking bench. Throw in like a 130-kilo bench Tabata. Danny, are you taking bong hits? (laughs) Can you hear the bubbles in the background? I'm trying to keep it low, man. (laughs) That sounds horrible. All right, well, I'll throw it out there. I'll do a 200 kilo deadlift Tabata challenge. I'll try it too. I mean, I'm not going to be able to hang with near future 600 pound deadlift dude over here, but but this is about volume, not one rep. True, right? But it's also about doing it. A little bit of a little bit of pride. 
No? You're not going to do 200 Tabata. <laughs> what do you That's think? That's true. Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to deadlift 200 to do it Tabata style, I guess. You get one rep, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe two or three. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> yeah, Denny, I'm with you, man. Like, uh, maybe one per cycle. I'll get eight. Right? Right? At least you tried it, man. But, Luke, I'm sure you could deadlift a ton. Uh, not really. I don't like well, it. I remember I the video of you squatting, uh, the, what was that, 220? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Ass to the ground, stood up, no problem. You look like you had more than tank. Well, I just like to move fast. I feel like my heavy deadlifts are too slow. So, I, you know, I like my my dynamic pulls. And, dude, I'm like, I'm I'm 220 pounds, and I feel dwarfed by Caleb's numbers. But, you know, he's a freak. But, uh, dude, I, I just like to power clean. I like to I like to power clean and power snatch. I don't I I'm no good at the full lifts and blame it on mobility or whatever. But it's all about moving fast and pulling hard. You know. Uh, I feel like my heavy deadlifts are just slow, and I don't like to be slow. Yeah, heavy nice. deadlifts are slow. <laughs> and I like to suffer as little as possible, which, uh, you know, kind of spits in the face of Tabata in, incline interval uh, treadmill sprints. But that was the worst thing in the life. Oh, God, I'm still, I'm still messed up from that. <laughs> That's horrible, dude. That's horrible, man. What would you set oh, you the know, incline at? I... I don't know if uh, you were breaking up when you were talking about that. Oh, is uh, 15%? I don't know. I don't know how official the treadmill rankings are, but uh, it said 15% and speed was 10 miles an hour. That's as high as it went. It was just as it just kept hitting plus. That's fast. I would probably get. I'd be on one of those like awkward gym moment videos, being shot off the back of the treadmill. <laughs> Dude, so my. Girl- I wouldn't be able to get my walker on the treadmill, man. Yeah, I hear you, Danny. <laughs> I hear you, Danny. My girlfriend, was, right. my girlfriend was training with us, and uh, she was doing sit-ups, and she was behind the treadmill, and she's like, "I should probably move," because uh, I looked like I was about to die. And like, dude, I'll go till I die, but I will shoot off the end of that treadmill. Has to be on video. That's a good point. Yeah, has to be on video. All right, guys, we got anything else to talk about? I think we're good. I think All right, we're good, cool. man. We're gonna yeah. go uh, listen to some sledgehammers. Awesome. Hey guys, thanks for Hey Caleb, thanks for uh thanks for joining us today. Yeah, guys, appreciate you having me on. And uh you guys talking kilos, so it's good now. So I'll come back if you guys ever want. <laughs> Sounds awesome. like a plan, dude. And thanks guys for accommodating uh for the people like people don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but Denny and Steve were chasing me down all week and uh uh unintentionally dodging them just with a crazy travel schedule. So thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you uh you know, setting aside time for this. No problem. No problem, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, uh, well, I guess we're out then, right? That's it. Have a good week. over. Till next week. Have fun at the wedding, Luke. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, guys. Later.